Burning heart of Mary, inflame our hearts with holy love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Dear Canon, dear seminarians, dear faithful in Christ. Burning heart of Mary, inflame our hearts with holy love. In the old days, the 22nd of August was the octave day of the Assumption. But now it is, as you know, the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. But as you will see, to honor the Heart of Mary is to honor all the events of her life, including the Assumption. Dear faithful of this church, entrusted to the care of our dear mother, allow me to speak to you a little today on this most wonderful heart. Yes, this heart which was never separated from its creator by sin, and which was and continues to be completely consumed by the fires of divine love. O Mary, grant that we may start to love you more today, and by your heart be ever more attached to that of your divine Son. The collect we read today for today's Mass says, Almighty everlasting God, who in the heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary prepared a dwelling place worthy of the Holy Spirit. Graciously grant that we, that we who are devoutly keeping this feast of our Immaculate Heart may be able to live according to your heart. Dear faithful, what follows is taken largely from the writings of St. John Eudes, who literally wrote the book on the Immaculate Heart of Mary, entitled The Admirable Heart of Mary. St. John Eudes, whose feast we celebrated not too long ago, was a herald of this devotion. Dear faithful, allow me to remind you that as it is taught in the Catholic Encyclopedia, that the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary is a form of devotion to Mary. This particular form here is the heart itself of Mary. But what do we mean by the heart of Mary? We will get the answer from St. John Eudes who explains that Mary has, in a sense, three hearts. The first heart is the physical one of flesh and blood. St. John says, Although this heart is corporal, it is nevertheless completely spiritualized by the Spirit of grace and the Spirit of God which fills it. St. John Eudes continues, The second heart is her spiritual heart, made godlike, not indeed by the hypostatic union, as is the incarnate word, but as by a superlative participation in the divine perfections. The third heart of Mary is divine and is truly God himself, for it is none other than the love of God. These three hearts of the mother of God constitute a single heart through the holiest and most intimate union that ever was and will be next to the hypostatic union, in the quotation. Burning heart of Mary, inflame our hearts, with holy love. Dear faithful, if you wish to understand this heart of your mother, you must understand a very important principle, which is that in all things she was completely turned toward Jesus, the God-man, her son. St. John says, all the faculties of her soul were constantly applied to contemplating and adoring everything that took place in the life of her beloved son down to the very smallest details in the quotation. Dear faithful, learn from the heart of your mother. Don't you see that her heart only throbbed for one thing, or, one, or rather one person, her son. In Luke 
second chapter, 52nd verse, we read, His mother treasured all these things in her heart. St. John Eudes continues, We see Our Lady kept all these things in her divine heart, that is, in her son Jesus, who was the mind of her mind and the heart of her heart. Furthermore, Our Lady revealed to St. Bridget that, My son was truly my heart to me. When he left my bosom to be born, it seemed as though half of my heart were going forth from me. When he suffered, I felt his pains as through my heart, as though my heart endured the identical sorrows and torments which he endured. When my son was being scourged and torn with whips, my heart was scourged and whipped with him. In the quotation. What our blessed Lord endured in his body, she felt in her heart. Oh, what wounds of the heart of Mary. Dear faithful, oh dear faithful, are you starting to see now why we honor this immaculate heart of Mary, our mother? Still not sure? I will leave the answer to St. John. It is a long quote, but I know you won't mind because it's for, it is because you won't mind because it's for the honor of your mother and who doesn't love to hear their mother praised. St. John says, to honor, St. John says, to honor Mary's marvelous heart means to honor her countless holy and divine mysteries, deserving of the eternal veneration of angels and men. It means to honor all the functions of the corporal and material life of the Queen of Heaven, of which the heart is the principle. It means honoring innumerable great Mysteries which were perfected in the superior part of her soul. It means, above all, to honor the great love and ardent charity of this mother of fair love toward God and men. Together with the effects which <clears throat> that love and charity produce in her thoughts, words, prayers, actions, sufferings, and the exercise of every virtue. This veneration of Mary means honoring the corporal heart the spiritual heart, and the divine heart of Jesus, were also the hearts, or rather, the one and only heart of Mary. It means honoring and glorifying all the effects of light, grace, and sanctity, which the divine heart of Mary, who is Jesus Christ himself, has affected. All the movements of her heavenly life, of which he was the principle in her soul, and also the great fidelity with which she cooperated on her part with all that his grace accomplished in her heart during so many years. What tongue could proclaim, what mind could conceive, what heart could worthily honor so many and great admirable works of grace? In the quotation. Dear faithful, don't you see, we honor this heart because we honor Mary in all the events of her life, in all her sufferings, in all her joys, in all the graces that she merited as the mother of God. Burning heart of Mary, inflame our hearts with holy love. Now here you might say, well, Canon, all this sounds really good and great, but let's not take it too far after all. She is only a creature, and we don't want to take anything away from Jesus. Oh, dear faithful, oh, dear faithful, to think this is to completely misunderstand the heart of our loving mother. 
The problem is we try to bring her down to our fallen level. We are selfish and proud. And when we are praised, we take it all to ourselves and try to collect it and keep it. This heart, which was never tainted by sin, is not like that. She keeps nothing for herself and gives everything back to God. The words of St. Louis de Montfort in his book, The Secret of Mary, will help illustrate my point. Mary is made for God alone. And far from ever detaining a soul in herself, she casts the soul upon God and unites it with him so much the more perfectly as the soul is more perfectly united to her. Mary is the admirable echo of God. When we say Mary, she answers God. When we call her blessed, she glorifies God. In the quotation. See, this is how our mother really is. She is not a miser who keeps and collects souls apart from her son. But rather, she is like a channel by which souls flow more easily to him. Now this sermon must come to an end. But if we desire to honor this heart, we must also strive to imitate it. We have seen that the heart of our mother was in all things turned toward her son, Jesus. We must do the same. St. John Hughes says that our Lord seeks to establish his life not only in your soul, but in your body. That his spirit may become your spirit and his heart your heart. United in all its love, thoughts, and actions by self-surrender. Render even as his heart was completely and perfectly the heart of his admirable mother. In the quotation. Dear faithful, let's stop this exteriorization that is so easy for us. We must let him in. We must let him in completely in all the hidden sections of our hearts. As Mary did. There we must enthrone him as our king. Yes, but, yes, of our, of our hearts, yes, but also of our whole lives. Once there, this God of love, if you let him, will start to inflame your heart with love. If we want our hearts to burn with this love, they must be clean from sin and detached from everything which is pleasing to Mary and her son. The Immaculate Heart of Mary was and is completely consumed by these flames. Let's ask her to help us to love her more, and in so doing, she will bring us more swiftly to her son. Allow me to finish with the words of St. John Hughes. O divine fire that burns in the noble heart of our glorious mother, come, come into the hearts of all men. Extinguish every other fire, Destroying whatever would resist thee. Burn, inflame, set on fire, transform into thyself the hearts of men, that they may become all fire and flames of love for him. Who created them that they might love him and him alone. Happy those who are illuminated by the light and burned with thy sacred flame. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.